0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Jin,
1: And I'm Shane Carvalho.
0: We got a fun episode for you this week. Well, maybe not fun, but important. Um, and this is something that has come to bite both Shane and I in the butt quite a few times. Um, and that's really the importance of making sure you get agreements down in writing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> sore subject, but... um, but yeah, we. I mean, obviously, a good reminder to actually talk about it, and uh, hey, this might be therapeutic <laughs> like, putting it out there.
0: We we aim to please on this podcast. Therapy, among other things, is also included. Right. Cool. <laughs> it's free. No, it is uh, free therapy.
1: Yeah, like I mean, honestly, Michael, this comes on so many different levels because you know it's. I mean, I guess like what I'm guilty of for me is that. I always put my filter on other people. Like, cause there's like, like I'm, I'm, my level of integrity is like through the roof. Like if I tell you I'm gonna do something or agree to something, I commit, it always happens. So, you know, it's like, you kind of put the same expectation on other people. And that's where we both go wrong. Like we always see the best in people and you never know who's gonna fool you or who's gonna be the, the culprit, you know what I mean? And so it could be a client, it could be a colleague, it could be, you know, someone that, you know, like a contractor. I mean, it just, wow, there's another sort of subject. But yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, how about in your experiences? I mean, wh- where would you say like the biggest breakdown has been for you when it comes to not having things in writing?
0: I mean, I mean, I think it's it's kind of what you mentioned, which is I, th- I think the biggest lesson learned for me is don't assume other people think, react the same way that you do. And also don't assume that, I think, I think that the the addition to that statement, I would say is don't assume people in stressful situations, right, where they're potentially have their backs against the wall, or they're under some kind of anxiety or stress would react the same way that you would. And I think typically, like, you know, where I've gotten burned by not having verbal agreements is in those situations, right? Like, To your point, like sometimes you could be like buddies with somebody or you've known somebody for like five, 10, 15 years and you know, you're, you're none the wiser because you haven't really faced too many tough situations together, but, and and you feel like you can take somebody at their word, not knowing that you haven't been in that particular situation. And once you kind of get into a hard situation, that's when like sometimes people's true colors come out and you're like, wait, I feel like I've been like myself the whole time. Like, where the hell did this come from? (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah you get so duped it's so crazy well the other thing too is that like i was talking to someone earlier today about the fact that you know some people are quirky whether it's mental illness or just some weird like personality trait or something like you know sometimes it's like it's not even someone intentionally trying to screw you they're just like speaking of screws they might just have a couple screws missing i mean i don't know but uh but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, just when you mention this topic, like I just had all these different things flying through my head, all these different memories, you know, like, like for instance, I had a real estate transaction years ago. Cause I mean, obviously I've been in the business for over 20 years. So, you know, I got stories for days, but yeah. real estate broker that's good friends with my parents for many years, I've done business with for many years, pretty wealthy, like, like she's loaded. It's like, so it's like, you know, when we make an agreement Hey, let's split the cost on that leach field because that you know leach field needs to be replaced, and we didn't disclose that end time to our clients. You know, why don't you and I just split the cost that you know after we close escrow? And I was like, yeah, sure, you know and and you know, I'll just call her Sue just to kind of cover her identity in case she's watching, but you yeah. know it's like at the end of the transaction, Sue claims that we never had that conversation. <laughs> and I got stuck paying for the whole leach field. And I was like, okay. Like Sue, if you like were a newbie, like Sue's a real estate broker with her own brokerage. Sue's a real estate broker that owns millions of dollars in real estate. Mm -hmm. Sue doesn't even need to work, but she's hooked on real estate. Like Sue could just hang out at her lake house all day long. Like, But anyway, so there's an assumption. Well, here's a seasoned friend, affluent, has the cash, super seasoned. We've done business before no big deal. Well, I don't know why that one crossed my mind today, but that was one that crossed my mind. So, you know, it's just like for no rhyme or reason sometimes, you know, and it just irritates me. I mean, the money is one thing, but honestly, like what irks me the most is principle. You it know, the pr- most re- the <laughs> most recent one, you know, created like a fit of almost violence because I was just so put off by the gall that someone could have, you know, and it's like, you know just i wanted to squash this person like i was just not like let's just say that you know the professionalism was out the window for a minute but uh yeah it's just like you can't assume and then it's the thing is it it hasn't just happened once it happens again cuz you know like, yeah i'll never do that again but then it's like then it's like okay but wait this was a friend or oh this is a colleague but oh, that's just sad man
0: well, I think I think you hit on you hit on a key point there, and that that's something that I struggle with is like you know when it's somebody that's you you think is closer to you, right? Whether it's a friend or a coworker, right? Because you think like in your head it's like I, I think a couple of things. Like one, you feel like oh, I've known this person or I've worked with this person for like many years. They have seemed trustworthy to me, right? Um, and so there's that natural like lowering of the guard because there's some familiarity with that person. And then there's a second part of this where it's like um like oftentimes it's the it's the it's the smallest of agreements that tend to come back and bite you like i mean like we we know because we're in real estate when you sell a house you have to do a purchase contract everybody has to sign right like stuff like that like i mean sometimes things might go wrong but for the most part like you might have stories, but like for the most part, like you can't really get screwed too badly. But sometimes it's like to your example earlier, it's it's the smaller things where it's like, oh, let's just split the cost of this after the transaction is done. Right. Or, hey, let me front the cost of the repairs up front and just pay me back afterwards because they're a friend. And those are the ones that those are the situations I feel like more often than not. Can tend to go wrong. And I think the third part of that that for me is sometimes when it's somebody close to me or somebody that I consider a friend, it's, this is a me thing. Like, I feel like it's very difficult for me to sometimes ask for a written agreement because it almost feels like I'm telling the other person like straight to your face, like, Hey, I don't trust you.
1: Well, yeah, it's like a prenup. I'm not a prenup guy. Yeah, Like, you know, it's like, how can you ask? I mean, There's a couple exceptions like extreme family wealth, inheritance, something like that. Like there's certain things where there's other family members affected. I get it. Right. But just in general, like, doesn't it kind of feel like that? Like, wait a minute. Like you're my colleague or you're my friend. Like, it's like, that's basically like, you don't believe they're going to screw you, but then you don't want to come off as like, I don't trust you. It's such a shitty situation and they screw you. It's like shit. I'm trying to be the nice guy, like not making you feel uncomfortable. Then you turn around, you fuck me, basically. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, yeah. and yeah, and honestly, like it, it's so embarrassing to admit, but holy shit! Like, have you not seen it happen to me like a few times in the last year? Like, and not just little stuff either. Like, I mean. <laughs>
0: Some big, yeah, I mean there's big there, there've been too. some there've been some big things and I think, you know, like yeah, on, on a few yeah. of them like I've expe- like I've experienced it directly with you, right? Like, you know, one of our investment properties over over in the Bay Area, right? Like, you know, I I still to this day I'm like why did I agree to waive my like commission agreement on that? <laughs> because, you know, I I trusted the partner that we were with.
1: Cuz here's the thing too and and it's sad because I know this and I've even coached my agents on this. Another great way to like take care of these situations like if you're not trying to get some formal agreement or whatever, if it's a phone call or whatever, just get off the phone and recap it in an email. Hey, yep. my buddy, Joe Blow, we just, you know, I know we just finished talking about this. I just wanted to kind of send it back to you and just make sure I under- that we understood each other, whatever, and get an acknowledgement from them, you know, and so, and to get an acknowledgement, you know, leave some kind of a question or something that they have to respond to. Like, would you agree that this is what, you know, and like, wow, like now you have a casual agreement that doesn't feel like a, Hey, sign this. Do you know that if I had done that, even for the last five years, do you know that that would have probably saved me like well over a million dollars, (laughs) a million (laughs) dollars, dude? I
0: know. Yeah, I know.
1: I mean, and just, you know, or you're really busy, you know, you have your attorney draft up your LLC documents. And then it's like, oh yeah, we got an LLC, we're legit. But it's like, not putting in the specific details in the LLC, what if this, what if that, here's what you're doing for this. And like, holy moly, dude, like the missing a couple senses like that is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yep. I'm like half laughing because I guess, I never realized, and probably because we didn't, you know, just when you're much, much younger and you're like a wage earner somewhere or whatever, it's like you never really play with such massive numbers. But in California real estate market, obviously numbers are big, but I just didn't realize that a couple hiccups like that could end up costing you six, seven figures, which is crazy.
0: It 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 absolutely is crazy. And to your point, like yeah, I, I like I love your feedback, and I love your suggestion about like this whole email thing because it works. It's a very casual way of doing things and getting it done. And sometimes, honestly, when it's it's a big agreement, like an LLC, like you can't get around the topic. I think right, you can't get around by saying, hey, you know, like I'll say, I'll shoot you an email. Like you might with other casual agreements. Like sometimes with an LLC, I think you know, unfortunately. As, it's not my natural instinct, but it's just one of those things where you have to say, like, "Hey, let's talk about this, like, because it needs to be equitable and fair for both of us, and like, we're we're good right now, but you never know what might come up. So let's talk through the situation and, and get it down in writing. Um, and for certain things that are big enough, like the LLC, like I, I I'd like to hope people are somewhat understanding of the situation as long as you approach it in the right way. And if they don't, then maybe that's the first red flag. <laughs>
1: Well, and they say like, you know, like when it comes to marriage and there's divorce, like, you know, they don't hate marriage, like hate the player basically. So it's interesting because like the whole thing, like with me now, I don't think that way and you know that, but what I'm saying, like, I totally am good with marriage. But What I'm saying is that's an example of like, you know, the whole <laughs> LLC thing as well. I mean, basically like, oh, I'll never have another business partner again because this went bad. And, um and yeah, it's, it wasn't necessarily because it was a business partner, but this one did scare me straight to like just wanting to be solo. Like I don't, all my other businesses are solo and like, I'm, I'm good with that. I think that if I do get involved in any future partnerships, I think it's going to be spelled out very well. And I think I'm also going to do with people like, for instance, like I do a deal with you. Like I know you, I trust you. Like I, I know that we could put together. I mean, we still need to put everything in writing regardless. Things can happen to anybody. One of us, something bad could happen. We might need someone to step in for us. And it's like, um, needs to be in writing, but it's like if I was going to do something again, like because I know you, I know your character and I know you well from the day to day. Some of these other people that are friends or people that, you know, you don't socialize a lot with them or spend a lot of time with them and you might not really know them. The other thing, too, is that, you know, some people have extreme beliefs and thoughts and some people are into just like I don't want to start getting too detailed about the things I'm referring to, but, you know, just some people are just. Like they live life in a different, kind of on a different path. And so like, let's just say their, their values and ethics might be a little different than what the norm or the expectation would be.
0: No, I, I, I absolutely think so. and agree with that. It's like, and unless you've kind of known somebody for a while, like it's hard to really dig into and really understand what those values are until they kind of come up. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like even with you and I, like we... We're friends. We trust each other, but like you know, like I, I've mentioned before too with you, it's like even with us, like let's get it down in writing. It doesn't have to be super formal, but at least let's get it down in writing because you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah.
1: Well, and the other thing too is that you know misunderstandings. Like, I mean, I know I talk fast, and a lot of times, like in my mind, it's so clear, but then I don't convey it well. And like, like even Tara kind of popped me for that the other day. She's like, "Dude," it's like, "I'm like, e, my bad," because like. Already in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking how I emailed her back in my head. Like, how'd that get messed up? And I'm thinking I probably didn't convey. So putting these things in writing really reconfirms that we understand each other.
0: Yeah. Or sometimes it's, you know, I've learned this through like relationships, but it's like sometimes you maybe think you're, or I maybe think I'm conveying something correctly. um, But you know, the, the receiving side, the person on the other end, they have their own experiences. They have their own like things that they've grown up with their environment that influences how they interpret the situation. And so literally we could look at the same thing and, you know, they could interpret one way. I interpret it another, another way. So like to your point, like yeah, laying that out and writing, I think, I think it's, it allows people to be a lot more clear. You kind of clear up any misunderstandings, but it also gives people a chance to kind of look at things reflect on what's written down and make sure that like, oh, hey, I actually do agree with this or maybe we need to change some things around. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or streaming this on your podcast platform, if you could do us a favor, leave a comment down below and let us know where you're listening or watching the show from today. It greatly helps with the algorithm and helps us get reach out to more people who need or want to hear what we have to say. We greatly appreciate it. And now back to the show.
1: So you just had me stumble upon another thought. Yeah. Remember the repeat and reaffirm Mm kind of what they do for like relationship counseling with your partner. Yep. Yep. So like, okay, so Michael, what you're saying is that we should, you know, put this part in writing and do this like, and then look, so you're already going. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're hearing me because I want to make sure that you're hearing me, but you're really hearing me. Not like, you know what I mean? Like, cause like for example, like sometimes I'll be reading a book so much on my mind that I'm reading the book, but I'm not absorbing what I'm reading. I have to go right, back yep, and reread those yep. couple of pages. Yeah, yep. technically I'm reading, but I'm not reading. Right. So sometimes, and you know this about me because my mind, I'm a space cadet. Sometimes, like sometimes you know I'm listening to you, but I'm not. Like not too often. I usually listen to you, but I'm just saying. Like it. So it's like the having a repeat. I think really locks it down. And it makes it clear because some conversations could have duplicate meanings as well. Like I've caught myself in conversations with people where, you know, we're completely talking about two different things. Oh, okay. So yeah.
0: Um, well, and I think, I think I, I heard this on, uh, when I was on travel once on sports talk radio. Um, but, and I agree with you by the way, like, uh, the way I learned it was through like counseling and then the the, the therapist was telling me like, Hey, pretend you're like a, a newspaper reporter. Right. And you're li- literally listening to what the other person's trying to say. And all you're doing is you're writing down or you're remembering what they say and you're going to repeat it back word for word. Um, but it gets me, it reminds me of one time I was on travel. I was listening to sports talk radio. They were talking about the difference between hearing versus actually listening. And I never really thought about it before, but I was like, yeah, there is actually quite a difference. Hearing Mm -hmm. is just like, you know, you're in the process. You're you're the function of like, yes, I hear you, Shane, you are making noise. (laughs) I hear that you're, you're, you're making, you're, you're forming words. Right. But listening is really when you get to the point where it's like, okay, not only am I hearing you, but am I comprehending what you're saying? Am I understanding what you're saying? Am I truly like, getting what it is you're trying to express back to me. So I never really thought about it. Go figure out I, I, I hear it on sports talk radio, but it was actually it was quite eye opening to hear.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know it's a different topic, but like, you know, earlier I was having a conversation with an agent and I was just talking about the whole like people thinking things are black or white or good or bad. Some things just are. <laughs> it's totally reminding me of the fact that, right, like we're always like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm listening but are you really listening? Like, right. it's, you know, it's kind of like along those lines, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's either this or that, but sometimes it's not either this or that. Sometimes it's just something somewhere in between, or maybe you're really not even barely hearing, you know?
0: Right. No, exactly. Exactly. I, uh, I, I, um, I know somebody who recently they started, I, I started hearing them using this phrase of like, if, if we're having a conversation, um, And somebody will ask, like, hey, does that make sense? And then this person would say, like, well, I heard you. (laughs) I I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I I heard what you said. But do I really understand? Probably not. Do I have a lot of questions? Probably. (laughs) Um, So anyways, I mean, I think it's uh, kind of going back to the topic of this podcast episode. Like, it, it is very important because everybody understands and sees the world just a little bit differently. Everybody's under a lot of stress and you can never assume that what you're trying to convey is being received uh, in the right way that it's intended when you communicate something verbally, especially when it comes to like key agreements um, and what you guys are going to do next.
1: Yeah. Well, the other place too, in this situation that we've gotten burned a lot is even with good clients, like escrow closes, they move out of state or whatever, and they leave bills unpaid. You know, sometimes not everything makes it in for the close of escrow. And then they pretty much ghost you. And then I don't want people to get screwed and not get their monies. And I get stuck paying, you know, and and it sucks because it happens too frequently. And and I get that once they're moving and it's stressful because they're moving, they're going across states or whatever. Maybe they have kids and dogs or whatever. It's like I get that they're occupied with what they're doing and stuff. And then it then it kind of becomes a little minuscule when they're on the East Coast in Florida And you're over here trying to hit them up for a $300 cleaning bill. It's just like, then you look like an idiot because you just made a $50,000 commission. they're just like, is this guy really tracking us down across the country to get this? You know, it's just like, so just there's these awkward situations. But that happens a lot and too much. And then it like, that stuff piles up. I mean, that's, heck, I mean, that's, you know.
0: So how would you handle that?
1: Uh, Well.
0: (laughs) Knowing what you know now, yeah. How would you handle that?
1: Well, here's the thing. What I know now, I've known for a long time. <laughs> so <laughs> we were pretty good about making sure things get in by the close of escrow. Um, I think that um, what we're doing now to make it more bulletproof is we're having everything acknowledged and signed. Yep. You know, just like like, not just because we trust our good clients and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll take care. We'll do the cleaning, whatever. Now it's like everything's getting signed. And like this guy that just screwed us on this other deal. Good thing that I had the intuition to actually... Get two things signed because I got like this staging bid and this like repair bid both signed. And I'm so glad that I did. And I hope that I didn't miss some red flag intuition, Mark, and, you know, that that I should have been able to catch on to the rest. But holy, I mean, that dude, we would have been out another 13, 14 grand. So I'm just really glad that we at least got that. Yeah, know, karma will take care of the rest, you know?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's very true. I mean, your wallet will feel in the short term, but you know, I mean, who knows what, what happens in the long term?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, never wish bad on anyone. And that's not something I'm trying to do by any means, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to wish people like that. Well, well too, at the same time. So, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I mean, lessons learned, I guess I, you know, just more lessons learned and more lessons learned. Uh, but yeah, I, um, you know, I, I don't let it necessarily kill the thought of, like I said, partnering up with other people who are doing things in the future. But I think it's just constantly bringing more attention to trying to find better ways of managing the situations and, um, you know, and really just going forward, you know, maybe even working on the approach, you know, because I, because sometimes it does feel kind of abrupt, like, oh, yeah, you got to sign this, you know, Shane, it's like a you know $200 window cleaning thing. Yeah, well, you know, like, I don't know. Just, I, gotta I mean, that in that first.
0: situation, like, I mean, I'm trying to think how it, ha- I mean, I probably agree with you. I wouldn't do it like, like, oh, 200 bucks, like here, sign this. But maybe it's something along the lines of like, hey, you know, we're going to do some things to help you like get your house in order. <laughs> like we're going to clean the windows, do all these things. And then maybe like one approach is you kind of you kind of itemize things and group them together and then say, Hey, like do you agree to sign off on something like
1: this? We we do usually try and group things, but I mean, I guess with the smaller things, I guess that could fall into an email. Like, yeah. yeah so yeah. I just want to recap, like we're doing this this way. You want to pay that a close of escrow. You understand it for some reason it doesn't get paid of escrow that you'll just take care of it. And that this is your bill. Yep. Yeah. Like recently I had another client that didn't want to pay their half of the cleaning that, you know, they felt like we should cover the cleaning. And it's like, I mean, it's, it's just tough because it's like, you know, in their eyes, like, oh, they're making enough money. They should just pay for that. But I mean, you know, what they don't understand is that, you know, repairs and cleaning and all that, inspections, that's an owner cost. Yeah. We cover marketing costs, which are yeah. like, in our case, we include staging. But then, you know, obviously, we include managing all the repairs and stuff and, you know, setting up the inspections and everything else. and we pay for all the pictures and video and three D and all the advertising, sure. But I mean, what they don't understand is that, you know, if we're paying this cleaning here, this inspection there, this other repair there, I mean, dude, this is California. These are, you know, these are big numbers, like I was saying earlier. Yep. And you know, paying five, six, seven hundred, a thousand here and there, dude, at the end of the year, that's like fifty, <laughs> sixty thousand dollars.
0: Small stuff, it adds up. It adds up fast.
1: (laughs) Which that's, uh, you know, obviously that's a a lot of Starbucks or what have you. But, you know, (laughs) some of these things have happened before. And that's why we put the protocol in place. And now the team's really good about knowing let's make sure we collect everything before we close escrow. But obviously some of these things are still slipping through the cracks. And, uh, you know, we just got to do a better job of bottling that up. And, you know, we could do that by written agreements like we're talking about.
0: We're in agreements, emails, I mean, heck, even text, anything that's like written down, right? Right. Even, I mean, text these days might even be the easiest way to say, hey, right after you finish having a phone call, like, hey, we talked about these things. Like, like you know, did I did I capture that correctly?
1: Yeah, no, this last guy too, it's like I was on the road. And so it's like, his it a conversation and I really didn't stock my stuff to see if I have anything in writing, but it's, I mean, I got to say, it still really irks me though that you know the conversation was totally had and the guys younger than me by far so it's like you got to have a better memory i would think but uh but yeah it still it still hurts me that it has to be that way you know you would think that people would have a certain level of integrity and just ethics you know but that's that's where this all started right that's where this whole topic came from
0: that that is where it started never assume that everybody else has the same like level of standards and ethics and values that you do right 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 um, Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's been painful lessons. It's been expensive lessons, but you know, it's, it's been great to kind of hear like you, you know, sharing um, all your lessons learned for the audience and, you know, and kind of what you're doing differently now. I mean, it's, it's important because I think sometimes, you know, people out there, like they, you're so busy. Sometimes you don't think about these small things, you know, and until you get burned by it.
1: Well, but that's the problem It's because I'm busy. Like I'm not, you know, like, I'm crossing, you know, my T's and dotting my I's with the contracts and everything on the behalf of the clients. But because I'm so busy, I'm not looking out enough for me. And uh, and I, I guess just my guard's down because you don't expect this from these kind of people, right? Like, so, yeah, I mean, you know, lesson learned is, you know, prioritize yourself and your stuff a little more and um, definitely get everything in writing. I was joking yeah. with Terry about that because Terry will, like, make these disclosures. She has me sign, like, I didn't put nails in this wall. So if the client sees nails in the wall when we're done with our staging, it wasn't us. Or just these, like, little, like, disclosures are, you know, this is glass, you know, could break. Or it just And I used to tease her because I'm like, that's just, like, way too like, basic, you know. And then yeah, so yesterday I was telling her, I go, you know what, I'm going to take a couple strides more to your side of the coin. <laughs>
0: No, it's true. Because when you're doing it, you're like, why the heck would I be doing this? Like, it's so straightforward and simple, like, but then you're you're automatically falling into the trap of assuming no one's going to bring it up.
1: Well, after this run, this run of events, man, I'm traumatized now. Like, I'm definitely like, yeah, I'm definitely over the top now on getting these things all buttoned up. And the sad thing is, is that it just makes you like, it makes you less willing to want to do people favors. You know, because now, like, if I look back at, you know, the times that things haven't worked out or I've gotten burned, like the last four times, it's been while doing favors for people, something that's not even profitable for me, something I'm not even benefiting from, you know, it's just, it's disgusting. It's like, wow, it's like you already were getting a deal or you were being bailed out of a situation you could not even handle. And then this is the thanks you get.
0: It, it is absolutely brutal. So I think a small amount of time, I think the takeaway probably for both of us is a small amount of time upfront, like making sure you kind of take the time to get all the details captured and written down, um, you know, and you said at the beginning, pays off in like millions of dollars um, in terms of protection for yourself. Yeah.
1: Well, and I was on a business trip when this last fiasco happened. And I mean, I even stepped out of my conference to talk to this guy in our crew that was working on it. But I, you know, I just I never got any kind of hint that, you know, this guy's getting ready to screw us. I just I didn't see that coming. Yeah, probably because I was super preoccupied with what I was doing. Probably. You know, I, I might have missed I might have missed a couple signs, you know. So, yeah, man, I I guess uh, <laughs> that's all I got on this topic. It's actually uh, it's been therapeutic. But then I've, if I dwell on it anymore, I think it's going to start all right well anger management
0: yeah (laughs) let's not let's not go there yet but no i i I think yeah i mean i think it it was it it was kind of raw i know especially for you and like you know we've had this both happen to both of us you especially um but i appreciate you for kind of you know being open sharing about what you've learned and you know hopefully our listeners out there like can hopefully we can help you avoid that mistake for yourself because you can tell it's, it's very emotional. It's very painful. It's um, can lead to a lot of just negative feelings and anger um, because you do feel like you're, you're being wrong. So hopefully, you know, you found some nuggets today that'll help protect you going forward in your own business.
1: Appreciate that, Michael. Agreed. Thank you all.
0: Yep. With that, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the top producing zone podcast and we'll catch you all next week.